Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the pastoral team at Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Redeemer, its ministry, or its mission, then visit us online at RedeemerGSO.org. But this guy is such a true pastor. He really embodies, um, he embodies what I think about when I think about Jesus. He, he feeds the hungry. He cares for the sick. He visits people in their homes. He takes them to doctor's appointments. He's such a godly man. And um, we are blessed to get to hear him preach the word of God this morning. So, Jonathan, take it away. Glory to God. Before I say anything, I would like to thank God for giving me the opportunity to stand before you this morning. Secondly, I would like to thank God for giving me a good friend, Aline, who is with us today. She was a little bit late, so I was looking around to see if she was here. African <laughs> time. And I had to remember that she was on African time. <laughs> But I had told her to come on the American time. As I was sitting there, I was, my heart was beating fast and I was thinking, am I going to preach in English? Am I going to preach in French? Am I going to preach in Kinyarwanda? I was just wondering what, what, which language was I going to preach in. <laughs> So I thank God that she is here, um, even though she came on the African time, but she arrived. Let us uh, um, talk about the word of God. But before we uh, discuss about the word of God, uh, I would like to ask my beloved pastors who are the two of them who are sitting right in front of us I will ask them a question both the of them question. the same question and they will answer me the way they understand the question Benjamin I would like to ask my brother Benjamin, what is it that you love in your life? In the things that you have in your belongings, in the things that surround you, what is it that you love in your life? Pastor Jonathan. <laughs> Pastor Jonathan, may God bless you. That's a great answer. Uh, I would like to ask Drew as well if you can give us an answer. What is it that you love in your life? 
nkunda imiziki bita country music barakoze abagenzi thank you my brothers uh, but let me ask one more other person uh, I would like to ask my wife Anastasi that we live together all the time. Uh, my lovely wife, uh, what is it that you love in your whole life? It is a hard question to answer. But in yes. my life, the first thing that I put before is God. He's the number one. Oh, are you sure? That's a great question. <laughs> I was thinking he was going to say that he loves me as well. <laughs> but let us enter into our uh, scriptures. But let me tell you as well that I love so many things. Somebody say that they love food. But as well, I like food. There's one food that I love. I love honey. Honey. When you put honey on pancake, on the on pancake. When I eat my breakfast and I put honey on my pancake, it tastes really good. But there is one thing. My wife said that she loves God, she loves Jesus. But this morning, there's one particular thing I would like us to talk about. And that one thing is Jesus. Today, this morning's theme um, that I would like us to discuss about is how to know Jesus. Before we talk about how did we come to um, know Jesus and how do we know Jesus, there is one, one uh, particular sentence that we say in our language that Jesus is good. If you can help me put it on the screen so the whole congregation can see it and all of us are going to say Jesus is good. Uh, I know they have put it uh, translated in, in English, but I would like all of us this morning to speak it in Kinyarwanda. So if you can all help me as a congregation together, we're going to say, Yesu ni mweza. Yesu ni mweza. Repeat once more. 
May God bless you. Yesu ni mwiza. So let me ask you a question. Why is Jesus good? Why is Jesus good? Jesus is good because he gives life. The, the life that I have, the breath that I breathe, the breath that you breathe, that's Jesus who gave it to you. That's why every time in our life, while we're sleeping, while we're walking, we have to think about Jesus. So how do you know Jesus? Where did you meet him? One day I was uh, uh, having a conversation with uh, my brother Benjamin. I love him. He's my friend. When I talk about him, don't think about anything. So, but he's my brother. I love him. One time I asked him, Benjamin, how come you never shave your beard? So he answered me that I always see the, the picture of Jesus and you see that Jesus had a long beard. <laughs> so he said that I like to keep this style because that was Jesus' style. He had a long beard. The reason why I asked him the question this morning because I thought he was going to tell me that he loves his beard because <laughs> Jesus had the beard. <laughs> yeah. He, but he answered a good question. He said that he loves me and I love him back, but I love Jesus more than anyone else. Amen. We, we said that we'll talk, we'll discuss about how to know Jesus. Knowing Jesus. Uh, have you known Jesus? Knowing Jesus wants, uh, teaches us, what does it teach us? We read uh, multiple words in the word of God. But we will not discuss again about all those scriptures, but the main scripture I would like to talk about is from the Philipp uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 16. But before we arrive to those, that scripture that we read, uh, we read in the, uh, the scripture in the Philippines, Paul is the one who wrote this uh, Philippines book. There is a reason that he wrote that book. 
impamvu ya mbere yanditsura urwandiko ashimira itorero gifilipi kubw'impano bamwoherezaga aho yarari yari muri prison afungiwe Rome The reason he wrote this letter is because they were sending him letters uh, as he was in prison in Rome Mwibuke kuko Bibiliya ravuga mu nyigisho za Bibiliya ravuga ngo Paulo ni we washinze itorero gifilipi The word of God says that Paul is the one who established the 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 uh, Philippians after he uh, put together that church he went on to speak on as he wrote this letter it was his second uh, journey um, of a gospel a gospel journey he was in prison uh, in Rome and the reason why he was writing um, send them the letter he wanted them to understand how to be circumcised in the right way and he wanted to for them to understand the power of the good news the good the, the power of the good gospel the news that we want to tell you this morning we want to tell you that there is power and that power is the good gospel and something else he wanted them to be strengthened and he wanted to pray for them so that they may stand firm in the word of God because there was another teaching, uh, Judaism teaching that was coming up. That, that, that teaching was going to take them away from the gospel of God, so he wanted them to be firmed in the gospel. The last reason why he wrote this letter he again wanted to firm them because there was another um, another teaching that was called antinomianism. <laughs> And that teaching was teaching them that there are the, 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 the people who do not love the cross. That teaching was uh, contrary to the cross. And the teaching of Christ is, is based on the cross. So we are talking about knowing Jesus. Knowing Christ is to know the power of the cross. 
is to understand the power of the pain of Jesus. Is to understand the power of the death of Christ. I would like um, the, for the people who are working in media to put, to put on the screens the, those points. I would like you to understand what does that mean to understand Christ. To know Christ is to understand or to know the power of the resurrection of Christ. Is together to understand the pain in our every uh, the, the pain of Jesus that he had on the cross in our everyday life. If uh, those words, uh, those points that I'm talking about, they are in the in the book of Philippians, chapter three, around the verse ten. Let us come back to the word that we read earlier. We read in uh, the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse uh, uh, 7 through 16. Verse 7 and 8 says this. Yet whatever gains I had, this I have come to regard as a loss because of Christ. Uh, verse More than that, I regard everything as a loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Knowing Christ, my first point, is, is a, 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 a strong richness. It's a strong richness. I wish the church or the, as as we are, if we could understand or search how to know Christ. Paul says that uh, those that were my gains, I understood them that it was my loss because I wanted to There is a reason that caused him to say that. If you go back to the uh, verse 4 and 5, Paul said that I am a, a, a Jude. Uh, uh, I, I am from the Judah tribe. But I'm even from the Benjamin tribe. And he says that even on the eighth day I was circumcised. Paul wanted to, for them to understand who he is and the honor that he has. 
But after he met Christ, understand or remember that before he met Christ, his name was Saul. And his job was to, 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 to treat, to, to maltreat the, the Christians. If you remember in the uh, at uh, chapter 9, the word of God that says that uh, Paul was on his way to Damascus and he had letters to go uh, to um, to persecute, thank you, to persecute uh, the Christians. But as he arrived there, God had already uh, wanted to meet him. God said, sent his own angel. When a person has a, a, a bad idea or has, uh, um, he wants to um, persecute a Christian, God does not like that. He will take another plan to stop you. So God sent an angel. He sent the, the, uh, the power, his power, his, his light. And, he made, and the light made um, so, uh, Saul, who, Paul, who was then Saul. And he fell on the ground and he, he could not see anymore. He became blind. And the Bible says that he did not see a person, but he heard a voice. And the voice said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Let me ask you this question or as a Christian what is it causing you to what causes you to be prevented from supporting the word of God Maybe you're Paul or your Saul or your Benjamin but what is uh, stopping you from supporting the, the work of God but the Bible says that they had to take him and they had to take him to Damascus and he could not see. He was blind. Because he was persecuting the word of God. Let me tell you this. If you have another plan, if you have a plan of uh, uh, not supporting the word of God, maybe you can live here blind. Uh, on the verse 9. I told you that the first point, knowing Christ, is a great richness. Uh, as human, there's a way that we think about being rich. 
being rich is not having money. Uh, being rich is not um, having lots of cars and beautiful cars. It's not even having many houses and beautiful houses. But the richness that you need in the, in the time like this is knowing Christ. What is it that you stand on? What is the richness that you have? I invite you to come and get closer to Christ. My second point says that knowing Christ is walking into righteousness from God. Uh, verse 9. Mm. And be found in him, not having a, righteous, a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. Amen. Uh, knowing Christ is walking into righteousness that comes from God. What does that teach us? That means that uh, you can have righteousness, but righteousness that comes from you or from your family, but it's not righteousness that comes from God. Uh, that's why Paul says that uh, if through law I was I was uh, I, w I had everything together I was uh, from the tr I was from Judah I was able I was called righteous that's why maybe everything you have is completed through law but you do not have righteous from God but I beg you the, the uh, church of God let us seek the righteousness that comes from God let me tell you my uh, testimony because I know that the time is uh, going fast if I reach the last point I grew up in a family that was pagan although my parents my, my mom and dad they were Christians I had an aunt, my mom's older sister, who was uh, uh, who did not have any children, and so my mom said, "Go and live with her, so you can help her." When I arrived, uh, her husband had two wives. Uh, 
uh, the second wife had a son who had already a wife but he was not saved and since the, the house wasn't big so they told me that I would be sleeping in the same room with the, 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 their son who was a pagan and so as I lived with uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, their son who had a wife, he was not uh, he was not saved and he would beat his wife morning and night. No, no, um, and as I, w- I grew up in that life, in that kind of life where he would come in and he had a, a, a stick um, that was hanging on top of the door. And as his wife would come in, he would ask her, do you see the stick? And she, the wife would cook, and after she would cook, she would call the husband, and the husband would call me so we can sit down and eat. As we would uh, sit at the table, he would also call the wife to come. And he would ask the wife, why did you cook this little food? And he will ask, do you see that rod? And he will take it down. And he will start whooping him. And he will start uh, whooping her. So I grew up in that kind of life. So as I grew up, I understood that as a man, I, I, I'm a man, and the wife is the one who's down, and the, the wife is not to say anything, but the man is the one who's supposed to say something. And eventually, I went back home, and I became a bad kid. And my father would tell me, do this, and I'll say, I can't. And he would whoop me. And I would not do anything. Because I was pride. I was pride. I was pride. He would beat me to the point where my mom would come and say, you're going to kill him. And to the point where my mother said, you will kill him, you have to stop because he will will bleed. Uh, My point is, I was not saved yet. I I had uh, took the culture or the way those other people lived and one day I met the, uh, the uh, I met Jesus. As I made salvation, my dad would come and he would, uh, would talk to me. I would say, my father, I am very sorry. I will never do that again. Before I, I had salvation, before I was saved, I, I, my thoughts were, were, if I get married, my wife will never say anything and I will never listen to her. 
But after I met God, when I had salvation and I changed, Anastasia may touch my eye and I'll say we have been saved we know God the glory is for God but since I have changed when somebody has changed then they know Jesus Christ they change they have life in this country there is a, a, a culture or there is a, a behavior that is not good when we arrived here we saw that there is divorce every day back home we did not see divorce a lot that's a, a, a culture that is not good for the American. Another problem is that we speak of love, but it's coming from our mouth, not from our heart. Uh, Africans as well, we have another culture or behavior that is not good for Christians. We are uh, hypocrites. We lie sometimes. An African can uh, be saved, no Christ, but lie even though they are Christians. But those are behaviors that are different that one thing we have to, we want to learn or understand is how to know Christ as a Christian. The last point I want us to, understand, to learn is the secret of uh, salvation. Uh, salvation has two images. Uh, the image of a human being, uh, repentance, and faith. Uh, the image of God is justification uh, to be adopted and to be regenerated. What I wish for you is to know God in your life. I would like us to stand because the time we have is not going to permit us to and, uh, learn all the words but one thing I want to leave with you is no uh, uh, out of everything we learned today is to know Christ knowing Christ is richness that is greater than anything else is walking, walking in righteousness that comes from God that's, that's the secret of salvation the Bible says that the one who has known Christ and met him becomes a new, a, a new creation the old has gone the, the old has passed and everything has become new. May the Lord bless you for listening to this word. Amen. Amen.